What's up, guys? Let's talk about Thanos today. Full breakdown of him, right? We're going to cover gameplay. We're going to cover the best decks that I've seen him in, the decks that I have played him in with experience, all of those things. He is 100% on the rise. The Mad King, whatever you want to call him. And he's not the Mad King, let's be honest. He's just the master of the snap, guys. He rules all. It is inevitable. Thanos is inevitable. But I digress. This guy, he, he's up there, guys. He, he, he was already coming up. He went from zero to hero. That's Thanos. Zero to hero, guys. Because when we started with Thanos, he was very lackluster. People didn't want him. People didn't want to spend 6,000 tokens on him. Well, after about two months of really lackluster cards, aside from a one or two, maybe, people have started spending tokens on Thanos, and guess what? If you're if you're in my bracket, if you're in my region, you're playing Thanos mirrors all the time. Because this guy's insane. He's very insane. He's very he's, he might be too insane. It's not true. I don't think Thanos isn't too insane. I think the sum total of Thanos and everything that he brings and represents and allows you to do, that might be a little too insane. We're gonna talk about that as well. Things that we might might be able to push the change to create a better environment uh, for the game moving forward now that the secret of Thanos has been unlocked or whatever you want to call it per se. So we're going to break down a couple different decks, we're going to show you the gameplay, and we're going to talk about the snaps, everything like that, and just to give you the most information as possible about Thanos so you understand how to play with, play against, and all those great things. If you're looking to spend 6,000 tokens, I don't even need to wait. You don't need to wait to the end of the video. Pl buy this guy right now. He is insane. He's never going to get below 6K tokens. And he's probably the best card in the game. Well, the best deck in the game, per se, uh, right now. So don't even think about that for one second. Go and spend the tokens. And, of course, let's get in the gameplay. Let's break this guy deck down. Let's talk about everything that these decks can really do. Alright guys, you're going to be seeing some gameplay on the side here, and we're going to discuss some of it, but honestly what I need to do early on in this video is express to you why we're seeing this trajectory swing of Thanos just continue to rise. It's very likely already the best deck on anyone's tier list currently, for multiple reasons, and I want to break down those reasons so you can understand why the power is only going to get better unless something is probably changed within the sum total of everything this deck is representing. I don't personally think that Thanos is overpowered. I don't think the stones are overpowered. I don't think Lockjaw is overpowered. I don't think Quinjet is overpowered. I don't think Leech is even overpowered. However, the sum total of all of those things is starting to really look like a problem. And the reasoning for that is, uh, even in this game itself, Granted, once again, uh, sometimes when I am recording, I don't snap early. I don't snap um, often. I'm trying to get the most gameplay out of the out of it to show you how the deck is going to win games. So that's why sometimes you'll see this. But general rule of thumb: Mindstone. Mindstone's in your opening hand, and you go up, and you click your opponent's thing. You click your opponent's nameplate, and they are not a Thanos deck. You should snap, because honestly. When you play Mindstone, you probably have like an 80% win rate against non-mirror opponents. Uh, so you may as well snap because you're just going to see so many more cards in that game 
and be way more likely to complete whatever goal you need to do within the game that you should definitely snap. Key rule, key rule in poker, guys. Uh, always bet when you're ahead. Always, if you have it, if you have the win, if, if, if on the flop you have 100%, you have the best chance to win the game after the flop, you should bet. Because you need to scare away opponents that are going to chase. Or you need to punish people that are going to chase. So that's why snapping early with Thanos is very important. Because honestly, there is this it's this lottery of a deck. It's this very high 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 risk high reward it's actually it's actually low risk high reward uh, if i'm being completely honest because th you're shoving a stone inside of a inside of a lockjaw and just waiting for whatever to pop out and anything that pops out is probably a good card regardless so <laughs> that's the scary thing about this particular deck so again let's keep this important right it's you have to understand thatos and mindstone insane right Snap if your opponent's if your opponent's not a Thanos deck. Snap when you have Mindstone. If you have Quinjet and Lockjaw in your opening hand, you should snap because uh, you're gonna do really unfair things in that game, like unbelievably unfair. If you have uh, Quinjet and Mindstone, oh my goodness, you need to snap. But honestly, this deck needs to snap early. You have to be aggressive. The games that it won't be a payoff are okay. Because the chances of you getting the payoff are so very high that snapping early is important because you might have uh, have Quinjet, have Lockjaw, and the first card that you put in a Lockjaw is going to flip and turn into a Leech on turn 3. Most players can't recover from that. It's too big of a gap. Uh, honestly, even if you flip into Rocks, even if you flip into Doctor Doom, like it, anything that you're flipping into is insane. Your opponent has to beat those things. You can see in this game here, I won a lane with four stones. That's all it was. It was four stones on the right. All I did was play four one-drops on the right and win a lane with that. That's what this deck is capable of, guys. <laughs> That's exactly what it's capable of. All right, guys. So getting into the second game, um, let's let's just discuss some things that all the everything that happens, everything that's working, everything that's working for your favor. Thanos creates this ability in my opinion that you could probably put thanos into whatever deck you're playing and actually make it more consistent and that's really scary <laughs> because his natural ability to draw through cards and run through the game and just get all of these things and see more of your deck more often it's a very scary very powerful thing opponent has a leech that's good to know that's good information to know on turn three that's important, right? Uh, as you can see in these videos, uh, some of the videos you're going to see this Darkhawk version that I was playing early on in Climb. We're going to get some other versions as well on screen, but just wanted to throw that in there. So the point of this version was actually to be like anti-Thanos uh, to where I'm going to win games with a giant Darkhawk because you have a million cards in your deck and he's just always going to be like a 12 or a 14 power, which is fun, especially if I'm throwing rocks in. The rocks are also really good against the lockjaw combination because as long as you can get ahead early before their lockjaw, you can throw some rocks in their deck, kind of mess up their lockjaws, uh, which it honestly, you're not really messing it up that much. There's so many cards in the deck that adding two rocks to it, it's not like you're like, oh, you're definitely gonna hit this rock. It's actually worse odds, <laughs> ironically, but if they do, it's very punishing. So you want to get ahead and get do those things. Um, nonetheless, this is what I'm trying to get at. 
I'm basically playing a, playing a Darkhawk deck for really all intents and purposes. And with that Darkhawk deck, I added Thanos. Now, granted, uh, shout out to Scott Landis, you know, co-host of the Daily Snap, one of the co-hosts of the Daily Snap. And he took this deck to infinite. So I plugged it in, started playing some games with it. Let's see what happened. We knew our opponent was going to leech. That's why we played the Darkhawk early uh, to get it out there. Because as you can see, he's a 13 power. He's already kind of big. Uh, and at the end of the day, we have lots of big cards. Uh, we hit a snap. That's cool. That's fine. Uh, we feel pretty good about it because our opponent's super behind. You know, even if they have hammer, we can beat hammer, which is great. We can move a ninja out, kind of sacrifice a lane. Not a big deal. We're ahead in a bunch of lanes. So choices are made, right? But here's the thing. This is why this deck is so good. We got leech and we didn't give a shit because at the end of the day, you still have gigantic dudes. Same thing with Killmonger, right? There's this myth around Killmonger that if you play Killmonger against Thanos, granted, I will, I'll be the first to react. If, if, if you do such things and you are playing against the Thanos Zoo version, then I imagine Killmonger is very, very good. But if you're not playing against the Thanos Zoo version, not very good. So yeah, if you play against the Killmonger version, or if you're, if you're playing on playing Killmonger and you think it's good enough against Thanos, you better be right. Because honestly, there's plenty of games where, yeah, I'm using all the stones, I put the board out and things like that, uh, but I don't really give a shit in the end. The whole point of doing all those things is to make sure I guarantee hitting my gigantic dudes. So if I have a Devil Dinosaur in play and winning a lane, and then you, your last play is like, oh, I'm going to kill Monger. I'm going to get rid of all the stuff. I'm going to win the game. Well, chances are I'm going to follow up that dare, that dinosaur with another giant thing. If not two giant things in some cases, it, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the kill is going to feel real bad for you. You're going to lose cubes. So just be weary that if you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get him with this, this kill Because that's not always true. Uh, and you have to be kind of weary of those things. You can see in this game, super ahead. Uh, we have, we got, we already got the Mind Stone, we have the Lockjaw in hand already, we have, oh, what do we have, four stones, plus a double of a Soul Stone, so this is a game we could definitely put Thanos online, uh, explicitly when we start Lockjawing things next turn. Uh, our opponent is this Discarded deck, which is fine, you know, he's trying to copy, he's copying and discarding, so if he has a Morbius, it's probably going to be a pretty, pretty ugly card, but... We're gonna start cycling. We're gonna start moving things, and you're gonna see how quickly this this game can just completely flip upside down. We have the Soul Stone. We have the Power Stone. Uh, we're gonna flip them both out, draw a card, rotate through the deck, try to put something big into play. You know, at this point in time, we have Thanos, Rock Slide, American Chavez, Dino, like plenty of really powerful cards still in. Uh, we're a little behind right now. We definitely don't want to play with rocks, but we also want to keep the reality stone in hand, uh, just in case we, you know, we have to get out of something or we want to play another card here. The Chavez helps a bunch. Uh, we flip the Power Stone also, so then we get a Soul Stone. We get a Soul Stone back, which isn't too. It's it's not the best thing we could have gotten there, but hey, negative ones are negative ones, and drawing another card is fine. We get a Space Stone. This is this enables us to move things, which is important, and then we're just gonna play a giant. Like, just, we, we have the ability to just play this giant Darkhawk and copy it, um, which is sweet, right? <laughs> like, thank you, Cloning Vats. So we get a Space Stone, which means next turn we can move a card. Gigantic Dinosaur, great. 
Uh, Darkhawk, great. Our opponent just played into uh, the location of the name that I cannot pronounce, right? <laughs> but put three more rocks in. Now we have, last turn we put 30 power into play. And we have a copy of a Darkhawk in our hand. Like, how does our opponent beat us? <laughs> he doesn't, right? Like, he can't win. It feels real bad for him. He retreats. Of course he retreats. <laughs> Alright, so you can see another version of the deck on now. Uh, this is more of like the uh, like version with Wave that's trying to set up different plays throughout the end of the game where you have She-Hulk and you can basically like wave into your Lockjaw lane, flip Wave out for a better card hopefully, and then of course now spend your last turn where your opponent can maybe only play one card depending on what deck they are and you have the ability to play She-Hulk plus something else because of the interactions with Wave. Um, this is just another thing here, right? Like this is just kind of a, not a Death Wave deck per se, but the concept of Arrow plus She-Hulk or uh, She-Hulk plus Magneto, like any of those combinations of cards are insanely powerful. And you also, since you play so many things early on, you know, if you see the Quinjet and things like that, you get to do these really unfair things throughout the game. Waving on three, not super ideal, but if it happens, you're still probably setting your opponent back a little bit, which is important. Now granted, this opponent in particular is a Death Wave deck, at least it looks like it is. So we might have actually helped him here. So because of that, we're gonna... What we're trying to do, this might look like weird, like why would you play Arrow right now? It's not even very good. Well, it's not bad because it's gonna cycle that over there, fill this space up, and it's gonna put Arrow back into my deck to give me a chance to play it again later if I have to, uh, which I think is notably important. However, he Arrows us. That's fine, he fills up this lane, right? That's not good for him. He's already, that lane's already filled. He's, that's probably not good for him at all. Uh, so we get the time stone here and we have, this is a pretty good turn for us, right? Cause like we have Blue Marvel, we have Shang-Chi. We're gonna have an extra resource next turn to play with. We have plenty of good cards left in our deck to hit. Uh, right now we can hit Leech, which would be really powerful. We can hit Chavez, which would be fine. We can hit She-Hulk, which is just 10 power here, which is gonna flip flop the Savage Lands, which we also can't complain about. He goes Quinjet, um, and Space Stone. I forget how he ended up with some of these cards, but mm, I digress, right? So we get the big guy. Now we're winning these two lanes. Now he can move a card though, so that's important to note here. So he's gonna be able to move a card away. We did hit the She-Hulk, so that's very powerful. So since he played Space Stone, he can move out one of those cards and try and win the game elsewhere. We have a Mind Stone, we get to flip and rotate again. We have a Magneto on the left. So we're putting a bunch of power left and we have a bunch of power mid still. We're still gonna, so right now I think, I don't think we can lose mid, which is important. Um, and we're ahead legitimately in all three lanes. The Mind Stone has the ability to hit uh, some of the other stones. Or honestly, the Mind Stone is just a, it, it's a very low, uh, low value play for us in this particular spot, but there's no reason not to play it and try and get ahead for more power. It's, that really helps, of course. So we Mind Stone, we flip, um, we get to go, and we achieve it. We, we do trade up, so we get three power. He has a Shang-Chi, that's fine. Hits the She-Hulk, but we're still winning. Like, we just win all three lanes there, guys. Like, that's that's kind of some ways that this game, <laughs> it just looks like that sometimes. All right. This one might be for 
uh, more of a blooper reel, right? First of all, we were playing on uh, Sokovia Day, and we were having some fun, right? All good, all dandy, yeah, 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 go us. Um, opponent plays Space Dome, it's great. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. So we have Kiln, all right, cool. Kiln Sweep. We waited, we played our Lockjar on three, which seems that might be wrong, right? Because we have Kiln, he moves his card out of there, he plays three cards, he has Mind Stone, he's gonna draw two cards, he has Quinjet, um, and he has Reality Stones. We Reality Stones into Oscorp Tower. That feels real bad for us, right, guys? <laughs> like, this is, that is a miserable experience. Hits his Lockjaw. Uh, not good for us. And here's the real truth. I think if he snapped, if he snapped on that play, I'd probably run. I don't think I, I don't think I would ever stay in this game if he just snaps. So he should have snapped because <laughs> I'm very much behind at this point. I get, we are a mirror match and I gave him my lockjaw knowing he has two stones from the mindset that just pulled all bad things. He plays so Sony flips his lockjaw into lockjaw. <laughs> now, uh, because we played time stone, I hit him with the what just happened. Honestly, what did just happen? Double Thanos, or double Lockjaw. Now, we're ahead on priority right now. We're going to play Magneto. We're going to move both of those Lockjaws to Fist Tower. We're going to snap. And our opponent's like, why is he snapping? There's no way he can win this game. What is he doing? Yeah, guys, we're going to get him. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the craziest games of Marvel Snap I've played in recent memory. Him stealing my Lockjaw, getting a second Lockjaw, and then me just crushing both of them. Oh, that was mean, guys. <laughs> and I'm still winning Fist Tower. His shield wasn't even good. Yeah, that's not good for him, guys. <laughs> and we just have whatever we want to play here. Uh, very likely just the biggest thing you can do. It'll be a She-Hulk. It'll be a Thanos. Finding ways to win the game. It's all fine and dandy. We also have a free Mind Stone to try and win there. Just... Just really fun game. Uh, I had to show, I had to highlight it in this video uh, before we do like kind of the final breakdown of of Thanos. All right, guys. Final part of the video is just talking about the vinyl and last version that I played on this climb from eighty to ninety, which was the Doom Thanos. Shout out to Marvel Snap Zone, particular in particular Howling Minds. He shared this yesterday. He took this deck from. 87 to infinite in 93 minutes he has a whole video on it go check it out i'll put it in the description honestly phenomenal unbelievable stats when you really think about it like the amount of cubes you gained that quickly is really crazy really great but we were sitting around 88 or 89 at the time i just flipped to it and said hey let me try doom let me get rid of the arrow let me put doom in the deck see how it feels it felt pretty good doom's pretty good arrow in my again depends on what you're playing right what you're playing against but in my region arrow wasn't very good uh i'm playing a lot of mirror matches or i'm playing against a lot of seras so like arrow wasn't doing anything because my opponent was filling the board and i wasn't getting any value out of the arrow this way when you play doom you just get 15 power spread out across thing a lot of times in mirror matches that's a big deal because this the the lanes are so close they're so tight that getting the extra power in two lanes that your opponent's not expecting really good if Sandman is running around, Doom is excellent in the it's, he's excellent in the Sandman as well because once again, your opponent's probably thinking like, oh, I'm gonna win with Sandman because I can play two cards. This Thanos deck is screwed; they don't have a way to, to get power in two different spots. All right, well then you just Doom and you actually match them and you're already ahead in certain lanes, so you just win anyway. 
So definitely a, a nice little change of pace to the deck. And of course, as always, um, I think the other addition from the list I was just looking at was the Blue Marvel, maybe. Um, he's another one that's just a nice little solid addition. Little buffs here and there really add up and go a long way. But as I said before, there's so many versions of Thanos. You can put him in so many different decks and just enjoy it. You can put him in a Deathway deck. You can put him in a Valkyrie deck. Like, just, it's endless, honestly. Um, and that's what makes Thanos so good right now and so powerful in the metagame. He is absolutely sitting on the throne of Marvel Snap currently, the best deck in the game. And similar to Zabu in the last season, Thanos has multiple decks that are top-tier decks. Maybe not all Tier 1 but definitely at least one in tier one and then tier two and tier three are filled with some other odds and ends. So like whatever version of Thanos that you can play, you can understand that it's going to be a competitive deck. And sometimes the only reason why it's not more competitive is if you're bad in the mirror match most likely. But all in all, card's awesome, a lot of fun, worth your 6k tokens, really, really great and interactive gameplay for the player. There's a lot of strategy involved. There's a lot of moving of parts. Uh, you know, all those stones, you know, they create a lot of different abilities and a lot of different randomness that you have to be able to kind of get the swig of playing and understand that I shouldn't play time stone on turn one because I don't need to draw a card on turn one. I'd much rather have a turn three. I'd much rather play it on turn two. So on turn three, I can lock jaw and play a stone or uh, I'd much rather play it on turn three so I can leech my opponent on turn four. All of these things really come into little niches. I don't want to waste my space stones. I'm going to be able to utilize them later on if I have to. I don't want to waste reality stone necessarily because if there is a bad location for my deck, I want to be sure to get rid of it. Um, so really, soul stone ends up being the only one that you want to play early and don't care about. Uh, most of the time, the power stone is another card that you're really holding out till the end of the game. Because if now the Thanos is 11 power, you know, with the... Um, whoops, sorry, guys. With... With the Power Stone, he gets plus 10, he gets a 21. Uh, I've had a lot of games now where he's 21 power, and that's really power. It's really good. <laughs> it's I've actually beat Cherry decks where they're like, oh, it's cool, my She-Hulk's going to be good enough. So they put 20 power She-Hulk on a lane, and then you're like, oh, here's my 21 power Thanos. And you beat them, and they're not prepared for that. <laughs> not yet. It, maybe now, a couple days into it, they're like, oh, shit, I can't beat a 21 power Thanos. And that's important to note. So, um, yeah. All in all, this deck is a ton of fun. Not even the deck, Thanos. Thanos itself and all the different variations and all the different versions that you can play with him, it's a fun experience. Uh, it's very good. And that's my worry about nerfing anything in particular uh, because it's really good. So honestly, if it were me, I think the easiest thing to do is actually make Lockjaw an ongoing ability. I think that would be a nice step in a direction to give people more ways to interact with the Lockjaw. Yes, it's three. Yes, it gets messed up with disruption of movement and lanes and things like that. Uh, Polaris and Magneto and all those things, but they're so fringe. And yes, they're good when they're good, but at the same time, they're not always good. I think just the simple, this is an ongoing, would create more reasons to play more cards and give more answers to it, all in all. And I think that would be really powerful. Another thing that I could definitely see happening, I don't think it's this crucial thing, but I think you might see Quinjet go to a 1-1. Um, I don't necessarily want to see that either, because I think Quinjet... I don't think... At the end of the day, the 2 power isn't the reason why Quinjet is played. So going to 1-1... 
it, it it's going to matter, but it's not going to matter enough. So I don't necessarily want to see that at all. But it's something that you could consider if you're trying to at least fringe nerf the deck a little bit. Of course, as always, Leech is probably the biggest offender in this deck, and it's probably not close. Uh, the ability to not consistently, but even just uncommonly get Leech on turn three just strays away a lot of opponents and really pushes them out of games and it just leaves people feeling really awful so even if they did have answers to the lockjaw the leech might hit their answers which means they never even had an answer never even had a chance um yeah i don't know there's something that probably needs to be done about this guy in general i don't know what it is you know i understand why he's necessary in the game i understand why he's there uh but currently i think this is He's probably the biggest offender in the game for making people as angry as possible. So I could totally see uh, this end up being a problem. And maybe this is a card that you have to look at for changing. So I don't know. All in all, this deck was phenomenal. Thanos is phenomenal. Uh, if this video is helpful to you in any which way, I would really appreciate it. If you could help me out, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button comment let me know what your favorite thanos deck is so far maybe it was one of the decks here maybe it's the deck that you've been playing what have you been finding uh most fun or even frustrating if you don't have Thanos, is it frustrating for you to play against let me know in the comments guys i'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings about this guy because right now he's number one he's he's the top guy he's sitting on the throne of marvel snap see you guys in the next one